You know what that music means. It's the NFL on Fox podcast presented by Verizon. Join me four times a week with Fox on-air personalities and NFL legends. Follow the NFL on Fox podcast on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. Y'all know what it is. It is time for a kickoff. We'll get this. In the sports world, there is nothing better than a trilogy. 1975, Ali Frazier, 14 round. They end up in the hospital. Think about 1987, Magic Bird. They meet in the finals for the third time. Magic meets it and wins his final finals MVP. Even in movies in the sports world, Creed, see, it's all about trilogies. And we get one on Sunday. If you are not ready, Cowboys, Niners, 2021, they met in Dallas. Final score, Cowboys lose. Well, they lost because that Prescott, he didn't slide on time. Mm-hmm. Well, 2022, once again, an erroneous play. Ezekiel Elliott snapping the ball center. Cowboys lose. Well, now with the whole world watching. Sunday night Ooh. football. Cowboys, Niners, LaShawn McCoy. There is nothing <laughs> like a trilogy in sports. And we get one again. <laughs> Oh, that's that new joint. That's that new good. Joint. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, you know I'm yeah. taking this, this TV thing serious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are taking it seriously. Well, the Cowboys better take the Niners seriously. America, nothing better than the game we're going to see on Sunday. It might be the biggest game of the season in the NFC. Cowboys, Niners, it's the trilogy. Shady, what is at stake? Cowboys, Niners. Mm, I Sunday like that trilogy. I do like that, right? You know I love a Rocky. Yeah, a lot of those. Um... I'm going with respect. Respect's on the line. Mm. I think matchups on the line. I think the power ring is on the line. Yeah. I mean, when we look at these both of these teams, there's so many different matchups. Yeah. I love matchups. That's that's one thing that Andy Reid's taught me. We always want to expose the different matchups. Yes, sir. And you look at this game with the Niners and the Cowboys. Let's just talk about it for a second, right? I mean, two good coaches, right? You talk about on both sides, two head coaches, quarterbacks, Brock Purdy or is it Dak Prescott? Mm-hmm. Defense Player of the Year Ooh. is it Micah? Parsons? Or is it, or is it Bosa? Oh, Where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. So it's only different layers that we, we can talk about. The, the Cowboys office <laughs> line compared to, to, to the Niners office line. Yep. So many different layers. I love this game. I do think that um, the, the better quarterback will win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He's in San Francisco. Yes, sir. Right? And you look at the wide receiver matchups, right? CeeDee Lamb, who was all pro last That's year, really is hard point. to do. Hard to do. do. And then you talk about Debo Samuel, yep. right? Or is it... Brandon, are you? It's so many different like Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. There's so many matches. I can't wait because I know this. Whatever team wins this game, mm. yeah. they're in second place. Of <laughs> they're not number one. So that's why my biggest takeaway, whoever the birds got to see in the NFC Championship game. 2-5, let me grab the baton from you. Incredibly wonderfully said. And actually you got me even more geeked for this game because I wasn't thinking about it like you just mentioned it. Matchups, who has a better receiving core? Mm. Who has a better running back room? I know Tony Pollard in there like, wait a second now, I've been balling I myself. forgot about him. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he's Who's nice. the better quarterback? Who has a better coach? Who has the better coaching staff? Dan Quinn's like, hey, I'm a great DC. Yeah. Steve Wilkes like, look at how my defense looking. So, so many matchups, but I actually think, what is at stake? Who's the best team in the NFC? I don't want to disrespect the Philadelphia Eagles, okay. but, but you are. if the 49ers win this ball game and they are undefeated it's and clear. you look at who they have beat, you have to say, look, the 49ers at this junction in time would be the best team in the NFC. No doubt. If you're the Dallas Cowboys and you're like, wait a second, we set records against the Giants. Mm-hmm. We set records against the Patriots. We beat the 49ers, the second best team currently in the NFC, because yes. the Eagles are obviously the best team in the NFC at this junction in time. The Cowboys will say that loss to the Cardinals was a blemish. We're 4-1 with the win over the second best team in the <laughs> NFC. Maybe the second best team in the NFL. What is at stake for me? 
who's the best team in the NFC? No fault of the Eagles, though. They haven't been able to play a team like the Niners, and they will, I believe, in November, if I am not mistaken, week 13. But, Joy, to me, that is what is at stake. What's at stake for you? By the way, Fred Warner going to get a mention. Fred Warner going to slide. <laughs> he going hey, to slide under the radar up in here. And he said the nicest move, too. He's talking about the Colts. Remember Fred Warner played for the Niners. He's going to get in the show somehow. This is going to be really... I can't wait for this game. Yes, oh, I can't wait yes, for this game. I can't yes. wait for this game. Because <laughs> no matter what happens after this game, we're going to have a lot to talk about. I love it. I really think there's a lot of pressure on both sides of the ball, though. Because the Cowboys obviously feel like this their year. They do every year. Mm-hmm. But this year, year, again, they feel they feel good. They feel like Arizona was a fluke. That they're, they're really the true, their true selves was all the other dominance that they've had so far throughout the season. And the Niners are kind of quietly undefeated. Mm-hmm. We don't really, we haven't really talked about the Niners very much unless outside of the Fred Warner mentioned that we get every, every day. We really haven't <laughs> talked about them. We've talked about the Eagles and, you know, are, are they struggling? They're 4-0, but, you know, do they look as good as they can look? And yep. there's the Niners too, undefeated, but mm-hmm. we really haven't put a lot of shine on them. They're going to get it on Sunday night yes, they are. if they beat the Cowboys. And maybe the Niners prefer to be a little bit in the shadows. Maybe that's, where they, uh, mm-hmm. maybe that's where they prefer to be. But it's, it's going to come out if you beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are, going to, are, are preparing to be loud yeah. if they beat the Niners. There's so much at stake here. There's, there's rankings. There's, uh, some people will feel they're in the command of the NFC. I'm with Shady. I still think you have to take down the big dog in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. And so, uh, until you do taught. that, you're fighting for second. But that's still nice. Second is still nice. Second ain't bad. Second now. ain't bad. Second, yeah. second means you'll be in the NFC Championship game with an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. But this is really going to be – this is the biggest matchup that we've seen in the NFC so far mm-hmm. this year. And it's really going to turn the tide mm. on the conversation around both these teams, whatever way it goes. Ooh, that's a good way to say it. Oh, man, that's good. That's good, good. That's <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And the show going to be good, good on Monday, too, after this one, too, right here on Sunday. But for me, what's at stake is, number one, redemption for Dak, right? And the reason why I say that is I used to get beat up by the 49ers, too. Mm-hmm. Right, the Niners kicked me and the Packers out of the playoffs twice. I watched. They that. beat us in the regular season. I appreciate you, Shady. They beat us in the regular season a couple times. Right, they just had our number, and every time we stepped on the field, it's like we got to get these dudes back, man. We got to get some redemption on these dudes, right? But what snuck in was the mindset, right? The mental, right? When it got a little ugly, we like, oh, here it go again. These boys finna get us again. Mm-hmm. So for me, they've kicked you out of the playoffs the last two years, right? It's going to sneak up mentally if yeah, they beat yeah. you again three times. Yep. And you got to see them in the playoffs. It's can we get over the hump with this football team? So as for a mindset for the Dallas Cowboys, this the one. Mm. This the one that was circled for Coach Mike. This the one that was circled for Dak Prescott. Yes, this the one that was circled for Micah Parsons. They ended our season the last two years. Yes, sir. Not just last year. I know we go last year because Dak threw that pick. But the last two years, they have sent us home season over. Get ready for training yeah. camp. Get ready for IPW. So for me, this game right here is redemption for Dak. But it's a mindset and mm-hmm. mental for the whole team. Mm-hmm. Can we beat the 49ers? Can we get over the hump for the 49ers? Because when this game does happen, eventually they possibly going to have to see him again in the playoffs. Mm. So mentally, can you get this thing done? And, and it sneaks up. See, the, the thing is, like, let's just get to the bottom line here. Go ahead, go ahead, let's man. get to the nitty gritty of this thing. Mm. See, it's gonna come down to Brock Purdy. Yes, uh-huh. But yes, man, sir. it's gonna come down to Dak come Prescott. On, Dak. Come right? on, and this is the thing Dak. about this game is it's gonna be some good defense on both sides, yes, it is. right? Yes, it is. Right. Hopefully, it won't be turnovers. Mm. We can't promise that on, on, on the white and blue side. Both that's sides. what he does. Both but sides. this is the thing, though. I'm, I'm being serious here. It's going to come down to Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. Yes, it is. It's because of, of 
Dak Prescott's been playing so bad against the Niners. Now, think about this. Last year in the playoffs, they went up to Tampa Bay, whooped mm -hmm. on them boys. Bum, 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 bum. He was so confident. Bang, yes, bang, 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 bang. But then when you look at that Niners defense, mm -hmm. it's like it was a whole other game. Like, oh, oh, they, oh, it's them again? And that's going to play again this game. 100%. Mm -hmm. If, if things – now, I will say this. If things happen good for Dak Prescott and it's positive early in the game, I think you'll have a good game. If things get tight mm -hmm. and the defense is playing well on both sides uh, and it's field goal type of game, that's when you see the real Dak uh, Prescott. He starts to press. Yeah. When he starts to press, he starts to give turnovers. And when he does that, when he starts throwing that ball over, mm -hmm. they lose games. We've seen it all last year. All last year we've seen it. And we've seen it one game this year. I think we'll see it again. And that's why Mike is going to be huge in this game. Because I know you don't like the way the Cowboys been looking, but Mike been saying, the way I'm calling the game, you ain't going to be able to press on, boy. You're going to have to take care of this football. Ain't that crazy? And you might not like it, and you might call it, hey, you might call it a manage the game quarterback, but Coach Mike, like, listen, I'm calling the plays. Let our defense take the field, because out of these three out of four games, our defense has let us know that we are like that. So, Dak, ain't no need to press, mm -hmm. bro. Play your game. Take care of the rock. Let me speak to the mentality that James Jones is talking I'm about. Trying to because tell to you. me, I think what is most at stake that nobody's talking enough about is who has the psychological I'm advantage. Okay. Shady, I'm going to take you back for a moment to 2014. 2014, we're playing with the Eagles. Mm -hmm. We started 9-3. and three. Yeah. We were good on paper. 9-3, yeah. and three, you Gucci. You go into the playoffs. Got a few games left. Just win them. But I knew, in my heart of hearts, mm -hmm. we weren't that good in reality. Mm. We were 9-3. and three. Mm -hmm. So on paper, I knew we was Gucci. But I knew, Joy, I'm like, we really not that good. Because yeah. I know who we've beaten, and I know who we haven't yeah. beaten. Mm -hmm. And there was a legion yeah. of boom at the time Ooh. that I knew was real nice. Yeah, they got at us, too. We ended up playing the Dallas Cowboys. We lost to them after beating them in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. But then we had to play the legion of boom. Mm. It was a must Win game. Mm. Gotta have it. Yeah. Before the game, I'm doing my little warm-ups walking around the field. Cam Chancellor's jogging with the gold cleats on. He has headphones on. He walks up to me, takes his headphones off. He says, hey, Acho, tell Macklin don't come across the middle. Mm. I was like, what do I do? Did he deliver a message to me? No, no message to you. Oh, okay. No message to you. Yeah. Hey, you don't oh. tell him. Because you don't I, mess with his mental. But, but here's my thing. Joy, I'm torn. I'm torn, America. I don't, don't know what mess to do. with his mental. If I don't tell him, yeah. and he goes across the middle, and Cam hits him with that bam, bam, well, he go, I'm at fault. He got to go anyway. Because Cam told me, <laughs> yeah. tell Macklin, mm. don't go across the middle. Yeah. Period. I didn't deliver the message. Good. Wait, 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 Good. Wait, wait, I appreciate wait, hold on, hold on. it. I didn't deliver the message. What did you say there when he told you? What did you say? Like, okay, gotcha. I, I just said, you know, I just, I just, I had that. Cam Chancellor, my dog. I just, yeah. yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just kept it pushing. Yes, sir. Yeah. But I, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I didn't tell him. Right. Lo and behold, we lose that game. Mm -hmm. We go 10 and 6. We miss the playoffs. That Cowboy, that Eagles Seahawks game was a game because the Seahawks ended up going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Obviously, I believe that was a year they lose to the Patriots. But the Seahawks were the litmus test. Mm -hmm. Second best team in football. If we would have beat them, I would have been like, oh, we're like that. But because we didn't, I was like, yeah, we were 9-3, and three, but I know we weren't all that. Yeah. Why, why didn't you hit him with tell him so-and-so don't come across the middle? That's right. Tell him we yeah. smacking out here, too. Don't come across yeah. this middle, Tell Percy Harvin don't come across <laughs> this middle. I say that to say, within the Cowboys' locker room, they know they beat Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Congrats. Yeah. They know they beat Zach Wilson. Congrats. Mm -hmm. They know they beat Mac Jones. Yeah. Congrats. But they haven't seen Debo. They haven't seen McCaffrey. They haven't seen Kittle. They haven't seen Ayuk. Mm -hmm. They haven't seen Trent Williams. They haven't seen Fred. They haven't seen Bosa. They haven't seen Hufunga. They haven't seen any of them dogs. I think, Joy, this is a big psychological game of how 
good arm. What's wrong with her? I got one name Fred now. You got one name. We got one friend. By the way, if someone gives you a message like that for me, feel free to yeah. let them know. I said, don't tell yeah. Joy. Well, just so you know, yeah. Joy said, don't do whatever you told her to do. 100%. You could just run that right back. Tell yourself. Should I have passed <laughs> yeah. that message along? No. 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 As, as a, you don't want to get into a receiver. You know, hey, you tell me. But that's different. You can run it back to them and then you let me know. But that's different. You run it back. You're able to see everything coming at you. I hear you, but (laughs) you tell me. (laughs) me. I hear you, but the Cowboys, the Cowboys have seen these boys before, Mm -hmm. like twice, and twice they said off to Cabo. That's why. Mm. That's why. Cabo, you go. Start planning that trip. Mm -hmm. Start planning your off-season training. Where are you gonna go? You gonna go to LA? You can stay in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Maybe go down to Fort Lauderdale. People train there too. You know, just kick it anywhere around the country you want to go, but you're not going to be in the postseason anymore so you can start your rehab. Oof. This it, this is a mentality game. And I'm with you on, on that because really, and, and McCarthy as well. I think no there's doubt. a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy as well because really both of those endings to both of those playoff games were not the defense's fault. One of them really could have been blamed on Dak, and one of them could have been blamed on, on poor time management and the play call. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's this, this game really is going – it's really going to set the stage for the rest of the season. Yeah. We're going to call back to how things went in this game when we do power rankings, when we talk mm. about who's positioned where, when yeah. we talk about what matchups are going to look like in the postseason. This is as close to a, a postseason game yeah. that you're going to get at this yeah. point in the NFL season, and I can't wait for it. Trilogies in sports. They're going to see each other again. The Niners have beaten these boys the last two times in the playoffs. You got to get that yeah. monkey off your back, and, and you got to get that confidence that you could beat this team because it's going to happen in the playoffs. And Brock Purdy, they, they beat, like last year, Brock Purdy beat these boys as a true baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He grown now. Yeah. yeah. I got some games on my belt. What's yeah. up? Bring them boys on. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Yes, sir. You want to take a little bet? Because you hype on the Cowboys. 100%. You do? For let's let the world know. Let the world so know. So what you want. Arnell, you locked you know, in. Set your price or dinner. Set dinner, dinner. dinner. Any, My choice? Yep. Can I bring the homies? Can I bring a day? Absolutely. Bring Damn. a day. Bring the homies and a day. Homies and a day. Bring oh, he got a day. Good money. Yep. So what's the, what's, the max, what's the max capacity of people he can bring? Uh, you can't bring no more than five. Bet. Yep. That's a, you got to sign it. Yep. Right? Five people, whatever restaurant, same for me. It's a bet. Niners. I can bring five. Big ball in. Am I in your five, though? Because, like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you, you the way my, my meals five. is set up. Oh, okay, you, yeah, we you, you enjoy five. my five. You know what I'm saying? Homies yeah. and dates. And I'm back. Son is James Jones. Hold on. We're not going to break just yet. Hold on. Sign it next to me oh, too, I so we know. Sign his joints. Huh. Homies <laughs> and a date. I signed a Dak Prescott right. too. Homies and a date. Alright, America, I can't wait for the conversation we have coming up. It's my favorite conversation in sports of the week. Should Caleb Williams, superstar quarterback at USC, Heisman winner, go back to school if the Bears get the number one pick? It's the best conversation you'll hear all week in the sports world, and that's next on Speak. Remember, check us out every day, Fox Sports Channel, Sirius XM. If you walk away, run back. We'll see you soon. Zach better win. I'm an expensive date. Family, we are in second and short, second topic of the day, and there really is no more spicy topic than this one. Caleb Williams, he's a Heisman favorite. After winning the Heisman last year, we've only seen one person, Archie Griffin, in the mid-1970s win the Heisman back-to-back. That could happen to Caleb Williams. He is currently the unanimous number one overall pick projected. Ask any scout, ask any college football fan, ask any person who's ever seen a game of college football, and you can acknowledge and admire his talent. But, James, here's a question. 
the Chicago Bears are in pure chaos right now. Yeah. Their defensive coordinator, he resigned after three weeks. Mm -hmm. Their wide receiver, who they traded for last year in Chase Claypool, He's not even going to games he anymore. On the trade block again. They've told him to stay home. Yeah. Justin Fields has lost 11 straight games. Yeah. The Chicago Bears have lost 13 straight games. When I say chaos, America, I mean pure, absolute chaos in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Should Caleb Williams go back to school if the Bears have the number one pick? Stop playing, man. <laughs> Stop playing. Caleb gone. Caleb gone and he should be gone, right? Let's understand, you go number one, and usually quarterbacks do go number one. You go number one because you are a franchise player mm -hmm. to change a franchise around, right? The Cam Newtons, the Joe Burrows, the whoever you want to talk about that went number one, that changed programs around. It, don't, it shouldn't matter where you go. Right? When you hear people talk about Caleb Williams, whether it's the Matt Lionhearts, the other quarterbacks out there, everybody says this is the best college football quarterback that we've seen. Right? He has everything. He has the total package. He's the best college quarterback that we've seen in a long time, if not ever, in some people's opinion. So if you're like that, go change around the organization. I don't care who your coach may be, whatever it may be. You know, hopefully the Bears put some people around him, but the Bears have a chance to change their organization around with Caleb. And Caleb has a chance to be the number one pick, which he will be if he stays healthy and does not stay in school, to be the number one overall pick and change the organization around. This right here is crazy to me. He coming out. If the Bears got the pick, he going to the Bears. If you say you like that, change this organization around. Joe Burrow did it. Mm. You know, Cam Newton won games. It's plenty of number one overall picks that came in and changed an organization around. It's your turn. Where you at, George Taylor? No, I do not think that Caleb Williams should stay in college. Mm -hmm. There are a number of reasons why. One, you are not going to make more money in college than you no, make you in the NFL. No, you are not. I Especially don't care what kid. kind of NIL USC is giving out. They're not giving out 200 to $300 million. Mm, that ain't happening. That's not happening. That's what franchise quarterbacks are making in their deals today. So you're, you're not making that. I don't care what it is. It's not the same thing. The platform is smaller than the NFL. College football is objectively a smaller platform than the NFL is, and you're not even playing in the biggest game in college football. They're not even in the national championship. Bing, bing. So you're not playing at the biggest, highest mm. level Talk of your own more. sport in a sport that is smaller than the sport that you will be joining in the NFL. Mm. An injury, if you stay in college, will depreciate your value. So maybe you would be going number one overall. You would be going number one overall in this draft if you stay in college, which is another year of wear and tear on your body, by the way. You could get injured, and then maybe you won't be the number one overall pick which is another risk that you could take. You can't avoid getting picked by a bad team, which is another reason why you should go in the draft. Guess who's going to be picking at the top of the draft next year? Mm. A bad team. That's how you get to the top <laughs> of the draft. So what are you trading off here? Uh, one bad team for another bad team? You're just going to hope and pray that some good team just has a down year and has decided to move off of their quarterback? It's a lot of hopes and praise and wishes and planning and risk. It doesn't make any sense. And lastly, while I understand that there are quarterbacks who have leveraged their space at the top of the draft, some with the last name Manning, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's worked out for them. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. This is 2023. There weren't no Twitter. There was no Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and Twitch and YouTube shows and podcasts and saturation of media and options for fans to give their feedback and receipts and all of this nature of coverage around sports. If you don't come out and ball after going back to college football and going to another bad team, by the way, after pulling this move, what do you think is going to be said about you? You instantly turn yourself into a villain. Mm -hmm. 
You're too good for the NFL? Oh, you better than Joe Burrow. Oh, you better than Joe Burrow. Because mm. Joe Burrow went to Cincinnati, which wasn't a good team in one Flip game. He didn't, he didn't say you can't take me. Oh, you better than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor mm. Lawrence went to Jacksonville. They weren't winning no the games. They weren't an organization. Yeah. They were talking about sending them off to London. Oh, you mm. better than, than Trevor Lawrence. If you struggle, probably, which you probably will because you're a rookie, even, even if you are a great prospect, you're probably going to struggle a little bit. It's going to be so much worse. You're not going to get the passes that rookies get now. We're not talking about... Bryce Young having injury issues. We're not, we're not criticizing any of the rookies right now because they went where they got picked. And they're doing the best that they can. And we're patient with them. But if you flex like this, mm. oh, I'm going to pick where I want to go. Mm. I'm going to decide which NFL team I'm going to go to. Cool. Listen, there's a whole list of risks that I just laid out. Or you could just go to the NFL and turn an organization around because you like that. 2-5. Caleb Williams going back to college. Would he be wrong for that if oh, the Bears oh, have the number one pick? Um, yes. He'd be wrong to go back to college. For what? And, and, and I heard what his dad said earlier, um, what, two weeks ago or so, and, and the, the, the concerns were going to a bad team. Let's just think about that for a second. <laughs> going to a bad team. Right? You're, you're that good. I think he's that good where he can change the franchise. Sort of like Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. But before Joe Burrow got to, to, to the Bengals, they weren't a good team. I couldn't wait to play the Bengals. And he changed that. Now the narrative is like, yo, this team can go to the AFC Championship every other year. They can do it. Mm-hmm. They're that good. And when I look at the, the, the Bears, because I think the Bears will have the first pick. That's my guess. <laughs> they have some weapons, right? DJ Moore is a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Speed, athletic, tough, can get out of routes, everything you need. Mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney is a solid number two receiver. Play. You got players with you, and you're in a a decent um, um, division. Yeah. That division's not, like, super hard. It's a, it's a solid division. The other things I want to talk about is, is the money. So this year, Bryce Young got four years, $40 million. Yes, sir. So next year it'll be a little bit more. And then after the three years or, or so, because I think Kelly Williams is that good, that, yeah. let's, get a, let's get a contract again. It's going to be $300 million. It's going to be $300 million. So my thing is, why would you go back to college? He looks like... Patrick Mahomes went back to college. That's what he looks like. When I watch him, I'm like, wow, it looks like Patty Mahomes. You have everything you need. Leave college, stop playing this game, yeah. go get your money, change the franchise because you're that good. And I think one thing is when I spoke to him before at dinner, uh, what, a couple months ago, I met him at dinner or whatever. We knew the same people. And I was like, wow, his mentality is, he's so advanced, he's so mature that I can see him going to a team that's not good, mm-hmm. building that franchise up, and being the player that we know he is today in the NFL. Let me throw a wrench in this whole conversation. Mm, don't do it. Big wrench or small wrench? wrench? Big one. Oh. Uh, at hey. first, my thought, and, I, and truth be told, my thought is still joyous thought, right? Mm. Go, don't go back to college. Get the 270, 280, 290, 300 million dollars. Then I got to thinking. Oh. Think about all the Chicago Bears quarterbacks that were drafted to Chicago. Just, okay. Which one of them have got a second deal? I got to thinking about the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks that were drafted, drafted mm-hmm. to Cleveland. Mm. Which one of them have got a second deal? Now, I am privy to certain information because I was drafted to the Cleveland Browns. I've walked those halls. My brother spent half his career with the Chicago Bears. He walked those halls. But think about that for a second. All of the conversation we're having is contingent upon Caleb Williams not getting a first deal because he can make more money at USC than his first deal. Shady just said the numbers. It's the second deal that the college money can't touch. $300 million. But when I think about Justin Fields, and now let me couch it with this. Caleb Williams is more talented than every name I am about to name. Exactly. I will couch it with that. But the question I have for you is how much more talented? Now, I think Caleb Williams is the most talented quarterback I have ever seen. I will also say that. But the question I have for you and y'all is how much more talented? 
Justin Fields, doesn't look like he's getting a second deal. Mm. Mr. Trubisky didn't get a second deal. Yeah. Rex Grossman didn't get a second deal. Don't think of these players as their NFL careers. Think of how good these players were in college, because that's who you are coming out. That's who you are coming out. Yeah. I don't want to talk about after the organization may have ruined them. Justin Fields in college, 40 passing touchdowns, 40 interceptions. He was great. Think about Tim Couch. Think about Derek Anderson. Think about Colt McCoy. Think about Johnny Manziel. Think about Baker Mayfield. None of these players got second deals. Now, our opinion of them is obviously tainted because yeah. we only know them at these organizations. But I'm simply suggesting if Caleb goes to Chicago, a Chicago Bears organization that has only had an offensive-minded head coach six times in the last 31 years, I do think that's a contributing factor of them being sorry offensively at quarterback. Who's to say he'll get the second deal? That's the only other thought I have. Joe Burrow's a phenomenal comp, yeah. but even Carson Palmer had some success. So that's my only thought, Joy, is we've never seen, never, I don't say this lightly, no hyperbole, we've never seen a big second deal of a Chicago Bears quarterback, and we've never seen a big second deal of a Cleveland Browns drafted quarterback. Never. They've never had a quarterback throw for more than 4,000 yards in the history of, of the organization. organization. The Bears live squarely in the past, mm -hmm. in the past, and not like the recent past, like the past past, like, like before I was born past, mm -hmm. like way back, way, way, way back. They refuse to join the modern NFL. I'm with you there. I criticize the Bears for this constantly. So there would be a responsibility on them as an organization to join the rest of the NFL, Correct. to lean into being an offensive team, to do what they do at USC, yes. to, to lean into offense. Forget, we know you guys are tough. Run the ball, tackles, linebackers. Get it. Don't care. That's not what's going to make Caleb Williams successful. All of the, the burden of responsibility is not on Caleb Williams going to a place like Chicago. However, the reason that we bring up Joe Burrow is because of what Cincinnati was. Mm -hmm. Imagine, with all those things that you mentioned, which are true, and all those quarterbacks that they, they ruined, which on. are true, mm. if he can do that in the city of Chicago, mm. with those fans in Chicago, have you heard of Michael Jordan? <laughs> have you heard of that man? If you can do that in Chicago, you are in a whole nother space. Don't worry about that, that $300 million. We're talking about a whole different world because the city of Chicago and the fans of Chicago have lived their lives without that experience. But that is a real sports town. That is a place people spend money and time and, and, and they stick, they're going to stick beside you now. So if you can do that in Cincinnati, which Joe Burrow has done, think of the profile that Joe Burrow has. What? If you can do that in Chicago, yeah. if you can turn the Chicago Bears into a, a perennial contender, a team that we take serious offensively, with, with the profile that you already have, why would you risk going back to college and then you end up anywhere else? You, you don't know where you're going to end up. And, and you, you, you talk about like these quarterbacks not getting their second contract, no second big contracts. Mm -hmm. Everybody you named in that list, I never thought was like a new or generational talent as yeah. quarterback. Some guys are good, some guys walk on, some guys they did some good things, but they're not like Caleb Williams. Listen, I never was big into college until I got on TV to really watch it, understand it. And I watch here and there, but now I'm like watching tape and et cetera. There's not a lot of players that I've played with or, 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 or played against or even watched in college like Caleb Williams. Agreed. He's a different breed. Yeah. So, and that's another thing is, Kyler, uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray, yes, little sir. man, right? He was good in college. Great. Good, good. Great in okay. college. He was great in college. Yep. He was he's good in the pros. Good in, yeah, good in pros. Good in pros. Good in pros. They gave him, a, 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 what, $180 million? Yes, Daniel Jones Ooh. from Duke. What the Duke? They want the Duke to get a quarterback, which is crazy. Anyway, they gave him $160 million. Yeah. So when you're telling me about guys not getting a second big contracts, he ain't them dudes. Agreed. He, no. he ain't nowhere like them dudes. Yeah. Agreed. And another thing is, like, 
The quarterbacks that, that you talk about, we got to speak in a different light when it comes to Caleb Williams. I know Chicago, you sure. talk about they have 4,000 yards. Well, maybe they didn't pick the right quarterback. Yeah, I, that I happens, think they have. Right? I don't know if it's like the they pick the they pick these guys. Mm-hmm. They passed up on some of these dudes. They passed up on Bash Mahomes. Yeah. They could have had a 4,000, 5,000 yard or passing quarterback. They didn't do it. The Browns, they never pick good quarterbacks. That's where I disagree. They got good quarterbacks? I think they the pick? Browns make their quarterbacks bad. I'll, 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 I'll tell on myself. Here's what I'll tell on myself. Go ahead. Uh, at Texas, okay. we had Vince Young, mm-hmm. and then we had Colt McCoy. Right. Colt McCoy is the winningest quarterback in the history of college football. That's true. We passed up on Robert Griffin. He ended up winning the Heisman. Yeah. People were like, Acho, Robert Griffin could have went to Texas. I said, had he gone to Texas, he wouldn't have been Robert Griffin. Yeah. We passed up on Johnny Manziel. He won the Heisman. Acho, Manziel could have gone to Texas. I said, had Manziel gone to Texas, he would not have been Johnny Manziel. Okay. Because Texas, at the time, mm-hmm. was ruining quarterbacks. It didn't matter who came to Texas. Mm-hmm. Play quarterback, you weren't going to be who you are at Texas. I, because, and, and this is a, a nuanced conversation. I played with and against so many of these dudes, I don't think they just got bad. I think James Jones did some of these organizations ruin these players. Mm-hmm. I will stand on the table and say, if Patrick Mahomes went to... The Chicago Bears. Yeah. I do not believe that Patrick Mahomes would be a two-time MVP, mm. a two-time Super Bowl champ. Mm. If he was not with Andy Reid, if, if Patrick Mahomes went to the Chicago Bears with John Fox, yeah. a defensive-minded John Fox, okay. I do not – I submit that Patrick Mahomes would not be Patrick Mahomes. Just my own belief. Would he be nice? Would he be nice? Would he be, a, yeah. would he be a top 10 quarterback, top 15 quarterback? Yeah. I think he'd be good. Yeah. Would he be a top 10 quarterback? Top 15? I, I think he'd be 12, 13. Oh. I think okay, well, 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 Daniel Jones, he's like that. Yeah. He, got, he got 160 million dollars. And then Kyler Murray's not in the top. He's top. So, at, the, at the end of the day, come on. At the end of the day, Caleb Williams, what type dude are you? Right? Different. And the reason why I say that is because with, with our own two eyes and a lot of people's two eyes, they're saying he's the greatest quarterback to ever grace the field in college football. He's yeah. that type talent. Yeah, so, I, believe, I can believe it. Caleb Williams, what type dude are you? And the reason why I say that is because I went to San Jose State, right? He played San Jose State this year, right? I never went into a football game at any level thinking I was going to lose. I always stepped on the field that, ooh, if they could give me the ball, we finna win this thing. That, that, that was my mindset. So for Caleb Williams, even if he was thinking about coming back to college, that, just, that shows what type dude you are. If you that type dude, you go first and you say, I hear all them quarterbacks you talking about that went to Cleveland. I hear all them quarterbacks that, that's been at the Bears, not a 4,000-yard passer. They not me. Yeah. And when I step on this football field, I believe we are going to win and I'm going to play at a high level, right? So with Caleb Williams, he is a franchise player. He is going to change a franchise around. I don't care what franchise it is. He's going number one this year. He ain't going back, and he's going to change a program around period because he is like that. Yeah. I agree. Was fat, unstoppable force immovable yeah. object. <laughs> Caleb Williams is an unstoppable force, but as it pertains to Chicago Bears quarterbacks, you can't move them beyond 4,000 yards. Something has to give. Hopefully we get to see it. All right, before we had a break, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Speak trivia. I love this question. Uh, CJ Stroud is on pace to throw for 5,100 yards. 5,151 yards. Who holds the record for most passing yards by a rookie? Oh, I know this. Who holds the record for most passing yards by a rookie? Tweet at us the answers. We'll give you the real answer after the break. Hold the record. Most passing yards of the rookie. We got a hint yesterday. Yeah, no hint. This one don't need a hint. This one don't need a hint. Andy says no hint. No hint. Camera. Right. More speak after this. Man. It's, it's, uh, it's James turn anyway. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
right, family, welcome back. It is time for Speak Trivia, everybody's favorite part of the show. C.J. Stroud on pace to throw for 5,151 yards, but who holds the record for most passing yards by a rookie? Bring us on camera, please, for the answers. Who holds the record oh, who's, who's? most passing yards for a rookie? I think it's Joyce. Is it, oh, James Jones? James Jones, where you at, big dog? Where you at, where you at, where you at, where you at? Uh, I'm going to just go out there on the limb and say Andrew Luck. Oh! That is correct. I was going to say that. I was going to I guess oh, Herbert in the pre-show meeting. Yeah. You knew to Andrew Luck? I was going to say Andrew Luck, too. Uh, Andrew you always know, how great he is. He's the best, yeah. you know, come out player and all that type of stuff. Andrew yeah, Luck. Andrew Luck was Luck. like that. Yes, he was sir. like that. Like well, him. who's not like that right now? Bill Belichick. Ooh. Y'all, if we get to third and long, third topic of the day, things have been disappointing. Patriots off to a one and three start. Blowout loss to the Cowboys. Bill Belichick suffered the biggest loss in the history of his career as a head coach. Bring us on camera, please. This is the most discussed conversation in sports right now. Bill Belichick, how he should feel. Bill Belichick and his legacy. We'll get to all of that. But first and foremost, most importantly, Joy, should Bill Belichick feel embarrassed after this one and three start and how things are going? Embarrassed? Mm. I, I can't go with embarrassed. Not Bill Belichick. And I know we're, we're about to pile on Bill heavy Ooh. for this segment. Ooh. But I'm, I'm going to set the table with him. <laughs> I can't go to embarrassed. He no. does have six Super Bowl rings. He, got six. he was coach of the year three times. Only Shula yeah. has more. What have has, you done for me lately? The, I hear you. I hear you. But those things happen, though. Like, that, they did happen. They did happen. They happened. Yeah, they did. Third most wins of all time. Mm. Only Shula and Hallis have more. Mm-hmm. Take that away. And, you know, we're going to talk about what part of the equation Brady played in, and I think we all kind of agree it was mostly Brady. 95%. Okay, but the defense was still great for a lot of Brady's career. They were absolutely. Absolutely. Belichick coaches that part of the side of the ball. He had great offensive lines. The defense could arguably, could arguably say played massive roles in some of those Super Bowl wins. Massive. The special teams played massive roles. Massive. In some of those Super Bowl Come wins. On, guys. And I'm not taking anything away from Brady. Come on, guys. Nothing away from Brady to God. All right? We don't want to blaspheme. But most great coaches are paired with great talent, mm. particularly in the NFL. The really only exception is, is Joe Gibbs. They still had, he still had great talent, but he won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks mm. in his stint. In Washington. Yeah. Joe Theismann, Doug Williams, and Mark Rippon. Joe Theismann. No, Theismann is great. Like, these, these, are, these are good players. Yeah, they're good players. Right. Great players. But he, done it, he did it with different quarterbacks. But outside of that, you have examples of great coaches paired with great talent because players win the games. Yeah. So maybe we need to have a bigger conversation of how, how much more credit players get than the coaches. Mm. But I can't go as far as embarrassed when you have a resume like that. I can't go to embarrassed. Then Disappointing mm. lately, mm. but overall, <laughs> embarrassed feels like a big meat, meat burger of a question word to put on Bill Bell. Then let's, let's go here, 2-5. Let's talk a legacy. Legacy, how will people remember you when you are done doing what you're doing? How will people remember you when you're gone? I think Bill Belichick's legacy is taking a hit, personally. Okay. I think Bill Belichick is the greatest defensive. My, I was taking both, big dog. Oh, okay. Okay. Both. Bill Belichick is the greatest defensive mind, in my mind, the game of football has ever seen. Mm. But he is not the greatest head coach 
the game has ever seen. And the reason I can say that is because what did you do without Tom Brady? Mm. When I think about what Andy Reid did, he did something with Donovan McNabb, got to a Super Bowl. He did something with Patrick Mahomes. When I think about what Phil Jackson did, he did something with Michael Jordan. He did something with Kobe Bryant. What can you do when they take away the only person that somebody has ever attributed to you? What do you do then? And Bill Belichick ain't doing nothing mm. with Matt Jones. Great defensive mind, he absolutely is. But I can separate the two. Kyle Shanahan's a great offensive mind. He need to win a Super Bowl before I can start talking about he's one of the greatest coaches. Yeah. One of the greatest offensive minds a game of football's ever seen. I can separate the two. Shady, his Belichick's legacy, greatest coach ever. <laughs> has it taken a hit? Uh, what, what line you just highlight right there? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to say no. The answer question is no. I mean, his legacy can't take a hit because he has so many championships, right? But there's some truth. I won't take a hit on your legacy. I just want to speak the truth. Because everybody always finds a way to butter up his, who he really is. He's really, he's really, without Tom Brady, he's an average coach. These are the numbers say, right? I've been saying this for, for years. Mm -hmm. I've been saying this for years. Like, this dude is not this great coach. He had Tom Brady. Soon he leaves. They're a whole different team. When you watch them now, it's like they're, they're like at the bottom of the barrel type of team. Joy, you spoke about how it's coach and, 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 and a player. I get that, right? And, and then even now, they talk about how he's greatest coach defensively, right? But when you really look at him, like they're not even the top 20 defensive team. They don't, they're not doing no defense. I don't see no growth. I don't see no developments. <clears throat> when they drafted Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know what? This is, this is a really good pick. You know, um, they did it with Tom Brady. They're similar. Smart guy, stay in the pocket, right? I don't see, not even Tom Brady. Let's take Tom Brady away. I don't see no development in Mac Jones. I watched Mac Jones last week against the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. running, the, running, scrambling to the right side of the field, throwing the ball all yeah. the way to the left. Can't do that's, it. That's high school stuff. That's the first lesson you learn about playing quarterback. So when I watch Bill Belichick, and I, I, I watch the defense now, defense is not the same. As much as I want to give them credit for it, they're not a top 20 defense at all. When I watched one out, Tom Brady, they're ranked 30th and putting points up. They're averaging 14 points a game. This is who they are. Yeah. He went from a point where he wouldn't sign, he wouldn't go out there in free agency and put a lot of money to get defensive players. Mm -hmm. I'm so good at defense coach. I don't need to do that. I got Tom Brady. Now Tom's gone, spending all that type of money to get mm -hmm. these boys, and it's still not working. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to kill his legacy, but the truth of the matter is that Bill Belichick, Without Tom Brady, yeah. he'll be a regular coach. He's their average coach, and that's what the numbers say. Yeah. He's 500 as a, coach, as, a, as a winning coach without Tom Brady. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some things you cannot take away from coaches and you can't take away from players. Uh, that's championships. Yes, sir. Right? You cannot take away championships and you cannot take away wins, right? He's accomplished that a lot. But his legacy has absolutely taken a hit because let's, let's, let's just think back right here. Bill Belichick is not just the head football coach. Bill Belichick is the GM yeah. of the Patriots as well. When you are a GM, that means you are bringing in the players that you want. Mm -hmm. With Tom Brady, we always should be looking at some of these receivers, even some of the players on the defense, like, dang, he was garbage over here. He get with Tom, this dude, Pro Bowl, whatever it may be. Like, he playing at a high level. Like, Bill's so smart. Bill brought this dude in. At the end of the day, it was all Tom. Bill Belichick was a losing coach in four years with the Cleveland Browns without Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. no, that's and true. Bill Belichick is a losing coach with the New England Patriots without Tom Brady. Talk mm. to him. And these are his players. When I think about great head coaches, and we putting Bill Belichick in this, in this different level of being the greatest head coach of all time, but I look at coaches like Pete Carroll, mm -hmm. who's been to the playoffs and a Super Bowl with Matt Hasselbeck. Lost Matt Hasselback, you go to Russell Wilson, nothing changes. He still finds a way to win.
You go from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith, and you're in the playoffs again. You just find ways to win. That's good football head coaches. Mm. Mike McCarthy won a lot in Green Bay. Yes, he had Aaron Rodgers, but he went to Dallas, and he won in Dallas too. It's a lot of – you spoke of Andy Reid. Right? Andy Reid wins in, wins in Philly with Donovan McNabb. So many NFC championships and all that with Donovan McNabb. And then you go to Kansas City and you win there even more. So for me, a head coach, and if you're talking about the greatest head coach of all times, it really don't matter who you got. You're going to put these dudes in the best situations to win some games. Bill has not done that. And I don't know if it's too many head coaches that has had the power that Bill has. That's true. Being basically the head coach and the GM. Coach Mike can't bring in nobody without Jerry. Jerry said, I ain't even listening to you. Here come Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bill has so much power over there in New England, and since Tom Brady has left, none of it has worked. When he was in Cleveland, none of it has worked. And then on top of that, the Belichick tree, the Bill O'Briens, the Josh McDaniels, the Joe Judges, all these coaches that left him, Three playoff wins. Yeah, they bad. Three. Romeo, who, whoever you say, yeah. leaving Belichick yeah. to try to go somewhere else to do the Patriot way mm. without Tom mm. equals Listen. three playoff wins. And I'm going to say this. We need to stop putting Bill Belichick's name with Andy Reid. Now, listen, he might have more championships. Ooh. He got it because he got Tom Brady. Yeah. Mm. Every team Andy Reid has been on, mm. they find ways to win, mm. right? When he got to Philadelphia, they wasn't good. Mm. He changed that thing around. Mm. When you get to the Chiefs, they wasn't good. He changed that thing around. That's the definition of a really good coach. You put him anywhere. Now, Andy's a big guy, so you got you to really drop him somewhere. Mm -hmm. You drop yeah, him cold. anywhere, he's <laughs> going to show you results. They're going to win games. You're going to see players get better and better and better. With Bill Belichick, I don't see it. Mm. So let's stop. Putting Bill Belichick's name with Andy Reid because they not close. Ooh, say it and, again. They not what? Look, and then drop the mic. Uh, uh. Next we, block. Ooh. Can we say <laughs> that maybe he just hasn't aged well? Like, like well, he well, he been people, old. He been old. People, he been old. People, he been old when no, he's no, no, no. I don't mean oh, like that. I mean old. like. Most people don't age well in business. Like, it's actually kind of a phenomenon to be able to continue to shift as businesses move and change. And the NFL has changed. But that's what I'm saying, because he's the oldest. Yeah, I'm not really talking specifically about age. Like, but yes, the age is correlating because he's been coaching for a long time. But I'm saying a lot of coaches have been coaching for a long time and have been able to pivot. Nick Saban is, a, is somebody that pivoted. Mm -hmm. Pete Carroll pivoted. Andy Reid pivoted. The, the game changes, you change with it. You have to see what's coming around the corner in any business. So to me... He relied so much on Tom making everything work because right. Tom was so great that he could do all those things. He could right. be a so-so GM. He could not pay free agents. And they got away with it because Tom was there. But you have to know and understand and, and not be humble, but just understand that this was working because you had someone that great. So either you didn't respect the greatness of Tom Brady and what he brought to the table and what mm -hmm. he allowed you to do right. as a talent and as a, a person, as a, as a leader and individual, right. you, were, you had to have thought this was all you. And when you have that much success, I know people will have way less success that it's hard to talk to and get them to change and get them to understand where they are. Imagine having a conversation with someone who has as much success as Bill Belichick. So in some ways, I sort of empathize with it because I couldn't walk up to Bill Belichick and say, change how you do things. Mm. I got six but, of them things. Do what? Well, how's, that make, how's that make him great then? It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm saying that perhaps... From a human perspective, uh, uh, I can see why it's difficult for him to move off of what he's always done, so even if it is unreasonable. I think that both you're right, which makes Bill Belichick wrong, in the sense that what you're saying is right, yeah. but that, that 
embodies why I don't think Bill Belichick's a great coach. Mm. Is, it, is he not a great coach or did he stay too long? I guess he's I don't, no, I don't no. think I don't think he was ever a great head coach. Right. Remember, we use this as a trivia question. The last team to make the playoffs starting one and three was the 2001, Andy, help me with this, was the 2001 Patriots. And Tom Brady didn't start that year. Right. Ooh. Right. <laughs> like, and they won a Super Bowl. Mm. So Bill Belichick, Ooh. even before Tom Brady became the starter backing up Drew Bledsoe, was sorry. That's true. So Bill Belichick literally has just never been a good head coach but, without Tom Brady. Wait, 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 wait. And then you said business. My thing is, so if I got a business, right, and you're my GM, and soon you leave my GM, my business goes down, the drain. How am I such a great owner? I hear, no, no, I hear you. Okay, and go ahead. You. Let's hear this. I'm just <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm just trying to put some nuance on it because I wonder how much we will say of this. If he had stopped, say after, like, we gave, we all gave him the yep. year after. Oh, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. So what I argue with Belichick is he stayed too long. If he, if, we gave him the year after Brady left, right? Like, everybody gets a year okay. after the legend leaves. All right, okay. so they struggle, whatever. They, he gets Mac Jones, mm -hmm. and they go to the playoffs. It's smoked by 30. Sure, but, okay. they, but he got a quarterback in, and they went to the playoffs. Okay. So you can say that. If he had retired yep. after that. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. Which is better. But, which but is why, better. Which would have been we better. We don't know because there's, there's not a sample size. There's no data exactly. to draw from. We would but have that, no but, idea. But that don't make it right. It's like you, it's like you it hiding somebody. But I'm just saying, I think that, I think he just hasn't pivoted. No. And I, and I think that's I the problem. Just, and so now, so unfortunately, even, we're going to look at all of this differently because he... Can we look at more guys? Like, okay, real quick. Like, Rex Ryan. I thought Rex Ryan's a good coach. You play on win that Patriots team. How we know he won't win championships like, mm -hmm. like, like Bill Belichick? Mike Tomlin. Great defense of mine. You put him over there. With, how you know he don't win all the championships? Yeah. Andy Reid. See, now, that's a bigger, a bigger question. Since you, you got me thinking now. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> Some of these coaches that we didn't think that were, that they thought they were good, but yeah. not great. You put them with, this, with, with, with Tom Brady and the Patriots, you see what they do. Marvin Lewis. Mm -hmm. Every year they keep going. Ah, you put him over. Yeah, I just, just, I, we just thinking? Think, I just think about the head coaches that didn't have great quarterbacks mm -hmm. that found a way to get it done. Right. The Lovey Smiths. Mm -hmm. Lovey Smith. Rosen. Oh, well, whatever. I mean, Rex Grossman. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, like, yeah, and he in the Super Bowl. Like, so coaches that have got it done that don't have great quarterbacks, and now that we're seeing Bill Belichick without a great quarterback. And he's at the bottom, bottom. He's at the bottom, bottom. He's at the bottom, bottom. And not only that, like Joy Point, if you are a great coach, you evolve. Like, Correct. you listen to your coach. That's what makes you a you great coach. You see where this league is going, and you say, okay, we did it this way because we had Tom, mm. but we got to do it this way now because Tom ain't here, and we got to evolve I, and get better. You I look at it and adjust right? it. All gamblers, no question. You got to know, know when to fold them. Got to know when to fold them. Yeah, it's time to leave. I really, I look at Belichick like when you run into that random person, that stranger, and you're like, dang, how you driving that car? Dang, how you, you got that crib? Dang, I didn't know they got that much money. And your homeboy or homegirl walks up to him and says, yeah, they, uh, they so-and-so's son. They so-and-so's daughter. And it doesn't take away the money they have, but it qualifies why they got all that money in the first place. Mm. Bill Belichick. Like, is, it, I'm not going to take away the rings he has, right. but I am going to qualify yeah. why he got he, all the rings. He was a product of nepotism now? <laughs> he was, uh, Tom Brady. But Bill Belichick is a real, like, player right now. Because, you know, as a player, when you're getting older, they're like, ooh, he's slowing down. He's missing a step real quick. And your head, he's like, well, I'm still that dude. <laughs> no, you're not. 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 You
Shady, can you, you need to start stretching, bitch. Why, why? You, oh, it's, it's Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Oh, let, me, let me put my Gucci on. For everybody's most exciting uh, segment uh, on TV. Uh, uh, it is Crazy Work Wednesdays. When we return, Shady's going to highlight the best plays from the weekend that you missed. Come back to laugh. Come back to learn. Come back for a roundhouse kick. Come back for Crazy Work. Next. Oh, baby. Beat. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Turn me up. Did it round. Was hurt. The wait is over. It is time for crazy work, Shady. Did you see the move? I've seen the move. Anyway. Okay, every week we give out a special award for crazy works. Whoever gets out there at work, you get a hoodie from your boy from Speak. But let's get to it. Get to it, Number big Number three, not a running back, not a receiver. He's a quarterback. No. Uh, huh? No. This is my boy, Justin Herbert. Check oh. him out. He told me, oh, no, 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 no. he said, listen, don't look at my hair. Don't judge about my hair. Oh, my God. Judge about my feet. Oh. Man, don't worry about that tackle right there. <laughs> let's look back at the move. He said, I told you now. Yeah. I told you now. <laughs> they call me white chocolate. Oh, they call him white chocolate. Oh, my God. Look at that move. Pick up your ankle, son. Mm. Crosby, they had two taxes game. But we not worried about that. Look at this move. Oh, man. That's a quarterback. But he didn't win. He didn't we win. We number two. Wow, that didn't win. Oh, my God. For Buffalo, Stefan Diggs. He's a dog. He's a beast. Number 14. Check him up up top. Number four had a rough day at cornerback. Rough, rough day. Give me this catch. Uh, I'm going to spin me. on you. That's one. Yeah, wait, wait. Wow. That's two. Ooh, Give me on both. I, I, and I'm going to the crib. Uh, he had 120 uh, yards and three touchdowns. This is a bad, bad man. Come back to the rock. Uh, him and Josh Allen had a lot going on, but they are back. Uh, they finally connect. Look at this boy right here, man. What? Uh, excuse me. Weights too. Uh, <laughs> that boy, nice. That boy, but he's not the winner, though. He's not the winner. No. Number two, he's going yeah, it again. Oh, and John Robinson, oh, he's oh. winning again. Oh, this boy is bad, bad. I'll tell you what. My goodness. This is a close thing I've seen to Shady McCoy uh, in real life. Look at one, what? two, three. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yo. Hey, but look, he's trying to trip him, though. He's trying to trip him, though. Don't trip what you can't tell. He's doing the thing he loves. He gave him a left, right, left, right, left, right. Oh, now listen, yeah. everybody play. How you gonna say this? Stuff. Let me get the hot show. Go ahead, big dog. Well, come on over here. Go ahead, big dog. Come on over here. Go ahead, big dog. Now listen, I know you gave your hoodie the first time you won. Uh. So now we gonna get you on the show. Yeah. We'll call you out. Ooh, I got the, your number. Get the Zoom. I got your number. Texas and Texas. You know what I'm saying? We gotta get you on the show and show you some love the right way. You shaking out on the field. Yeah. Uh. Now come shaking the studio, baby. Yeah. We need you. Now since you can't get that hoodie, I'm gonna keep your hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep your hoodie. <laughs> We good? We good. good. Well done. Well done. When we return, we got the best game of the weekend. Cowboys, Niners, a huge Sunday night matchup. All pressure on Dak Prescott. Or is it? Come back to hear the answers. That's next on Speak. Sadie, catch your breath. Can we get some oxygen on set, please? <laughs> oxygen on set. Oh, I'm, I'm breathing good now. Welcome back, family. Well, look, in sports, there's nothing greater than a trilogy. Think about 1975, Thriller in Manila, Ali, Frazier, 14-round bout, Frazier threw in the towel, both go into the hospital. Think about 87, you got Bird, Magic, third time they met in the finals, Magic wins that third finals MVP, if you will, his final finals MVP, rather, even in sports movies like Creed, the trilogy. Nothing better than a trilogy in sports. Well, Sunday night, we get one. Cowboys, Niners, third time they're meeting. Remember what happened in 2021? Dak Prescott with the game on the line. He tries to slide, not enough time. Dallas, Cowboys lose. But Cowboys fans would have said they lost at the hands of the clock. Well, let's check the clock, because as you check the date in 2022, same teams, same results. Ezekiel Elliott, what is he doing playing center? Well, he's getting run over. That was the second time they met. Wild. 
Well, now we get the third time. Mm. Levi Stadium, mm. All Eyes, mm. Sunday Night, oh, Cowboys, mm. Niners, Trilogy. It's the best thing that Show can happen down. in sports. Mm. James Jones, Dak Prescott, many would say, cost his team the first two times. Yeah. He ran out of time when he slid, and he played a bad game offensively last year. Yep, yep. How much pressure is all the pressure on Dak Sunday? No, all the pressure is not on Dak. I put the pressure on this whole team. They all got to get over the hump, not just Dak, right? The pressure's on Coach Mike McCarthy. You didn't take over the play calling to beat Daniel Jones and the Giants. Mm. You didn't take over the play call to beat Mac Jones and Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Facts. You took over the play calling for games like this. Yes, sir. And for the playoffs. I know how to get my players in a better situation. For Dak Prescott, it's some pressure on you, too, because the last two times, like you said, your team has lost a game, and they can put it on you. Mm -hmm. But Micah and this defense, Shady stands up here and he says he's the second quarterback, best quarterback in the NFC, right? If the defense don't play well, they do not win, mm -hmm. period, especially in games like this with really good football teams. So the pressure is on everybody. The pressure is on Micah and the defense. The pressure is on Dak Prescott. And the pressure is on Mike McCarthy to go out there and get this W. It's not all on Dak. They all have to find a way to get this one done. Because if one of them don't do their job, they're going to lose. Point blank, period. Because you asked him before Joy goes, because <clears throat> you asked this gentleman, this dark-skinned man yeah, on sir. the left side, yep. who has the most pressure on the Cowboys? Mm. Uh, James, who has the most pressure on the Cowboys? Coach Mike, Dak Prescott, that's it, that's and it. the defense. <laughs> That's it, that's Those three, you know? Uh, I mean, I disagree with you about the defense because I think the defense did their job last year. Mm. They held a that's team. That's what I thought, Joey. They, they held a team that coming into that weekend with a seventh-round rookie quarterback, like really a baby baby. So was, they, they were scoring they 35. They were yeah, averaging 35 points going into that game, I believe. They held them to 20 mm. points. No, no, less than that. Was like 19. 19, 19, 19 points. Yeah, they held them 19 yeah. points. They did a good job. Yeah. And Zach helped out with a couple of that, too. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm saying they they held Brock Purdy in that offense. I know, and I'm saying back help much. with picks and giving them short fields, too, and the defense still played well. That's but right. if yeah. they don't play well again, it's going to be a wrapper. I don't think all the pressure's on Dak this Sunday. I think, all, I think all the pressure is on the offense as a whole. Hmm. I think the entire offense huh? needs to play well. The defense outside of Arizona, and even in Arizona, it's not like they were, like, awful. They were just off. Mm -hmm. they've, they've been doing their part. They did their part in the postseason last year. They did their part last year. So if you're going to talk about this matchup being a trilogy and this is the team that you have to beat and you want to shut me and everyone else up that doesn't really believe that the Cowboys are a complete team, I don't have any questions about what the Dallas defense is. I think Dallas defense is great, probably the best in the league. 1A, 1B, whatever you prefer, the Niners, fine. But this is, this is a great defense. It's a defense that helps your offense out. They have stars and they deliver pretty consistently. I have questions about what the offense is able to do if the defense isn't absolutely elite. If you want to shut me up, go out there and do that. Go out there and, and play well yep. and, and win the game if the defense isn't playing elite. Or, you know, do it while they are also. <laughs> Score in the red zone. Score touchdowns, which I believe you're going to have to do to win this game against a really, really good Niners team. So I, I think it's really all on the offense. I think it's on McCarthy. I think it's on Dak Prescott and everyone else on that side of the ball. Has the Cowboys defense seen an offense like the Niners? This year? Yeah, nah. that's why I think they got some pressure on them, too, because they ain't seen an offense like this, right? And then you let the Arizona Cardinals, 200-plus rushing yards on the Cardinals? We just talked about a man yesterday in CMC who we putting in the MVP conversation. He finna get the ball. 
I'm saying Dak exclusively has all the pressure. Ooh. I'm taking what Joy said and I'm raising it, if you will. Mm. I'm, I'm focusing all my attention Damn. on Dak. And I think Dak would say the same thing. Post-game presser, I believe he's talking to Cowboys reporter Todd Archer. Archer. Yeah. Todd asked him a question, and Dak, oh, you trying to run me hot, I'm huh? I'm editing get, it for his television, I Trying to take says, me there. You, you trying to run me hot, huh? I appreciate that. Mm. Todd just asked him an innocent question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if you let go of that Niners loss, and Dak, you could tell he was already feisty. Mm. Dak knows the pressure. I'm with Joy on the aspect of the defense did their job yes. last year and the year before. I think about Debo Samuel and Micah Parsons had an interaction. After the Cowboy, after the Niners won, Debo had a little Instagram slide of all the players in the game, and Michael said, what'd you do today, fam? Congrats on the dub, though. Uh, Essentially saying, like, you ain't do nothing. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Y'all ain't beat us. Mm. You know, y'all, y'all defense beat us, but, like, you ain't do nothing. Mm. So, to me, it is on Dak because Dak will be the storyline on Monday. I don't think McCarthy will be. Micah won't be. Dak will be the storyline on Monday. Even when the Cowboys gave up 222 rushing yards, we talked about Dak's interception. I think Dak will be the storyline, mm. Two five. Why, why you, you want to say that Micah was saying, well, what you do, big dog? Because... Like, Dak lost our game. You know what I'm saying? You ain't beat us, Dak. You ain't want to say that? Like, Micah didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I think it's Dak also has the most pressure. If you look at the last two times they played, right, especially in the playoffs, it was Dak that kind of gave the game up, right? Some you said about the time, about the slide, mm -hmm. et cetera. He didn't really play great that game. Uh, he played okay. And then this last game, last year, we watched him at, at San Francisco. He looked bad. He looked bad, bad, right? He looked... Come on. <laughs> so, so now we look about the pressure. It's got to be him. It's got to be him. Listen, <clears throat> this team has a really, really good defense, the Cowboys, right? They run the ball extremely well. All the pressure is on Dak. If Dak doesn't play well, they will not win this game. I truly believe this, though. Yeah. If Brock Purdy doesn't play well, I think the Niners could, could still find a way to win. Mm -hmm. They're going to run that ball. They're going to take the same recipe that the Cardinals, the little Cardinals, what they did against the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Try to do the same thing. It'll be a good game, though. I think that all the pressure, win or lose, mm. is holding on Dak Prescott's right arm. Mm. If he's the old Dak, as in like the last year's Dak, they're going to lose. Oh, man. If he's this year's Dak, mm. they're going to lose. Mm. All them field goals are going to be enough for this team. Mm. We need him to play against, how do they play against the, uh, uh, Bucks. the Bucks? We need that for Dak Prescott, yeah. right? Four or five touchdowns. Because if no not, picks. we're going to see them sad interviews after the game. Ah. Sad, you know, this is your fault, uh, media. You guys made us to beat us. No, we don't. We just say you guys have a great defense and you're a good team. Mm -hmm. No you more, blew, no less. You blew up all the bum teams, now you're playing a good team. We want to see it. If we don't see it, me. I don't know about y'all. Me, I can't wait to talk Monday. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to see him, and I can't wait to see y'all, America, because I'm going to speak the truth. In my bar sky voice, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for this one right here, man. Come on, Dad. James, final thought. Final thought on the game. Final thought on, on the pressure. I mean... I got Dak winning this ball game. I think Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Brock oh, wow. Purdy. So I have the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott winning this ball game. But the pressure doesn't change. I think it's a pressure on Coach Mike. I think it's pressure on Dak. And I think it's pressure on this defense. If we come in here and Dak scores 30 and they lose, then we're going to be talking about this defense ain't really what we thought it was because it's the first tough challenge they had. So I think it's pressure on all these boys. And I understand where you guys are coming from because the last two times they've lost because Dak hasn't played well. But to get over this hump with the Niners, 
They're going to need all of them. All of them. They're going to need all of them. Well, CJ Stroud, rookie quarterback, is playing incredibly well. He's off to a historical performance. It's really the best-kept secret in the NFL, but I'm going to let the secret out, taking y'all into the film room when we return. I want to show you, like an NFL player would, breaking down tape, what makes CJ Stroud so special. Come back to learn a little bit of something so you can sound a little bit smarter at the water cooler or figure out who to start on fantasy. That's next on Speed. <laughs> Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Hi, family. James Jones and I taking you into the film room. C.J. Stroud off to a historical start. Quarterback for the Texans. He was drafted after Bryce Young, but he's put so much stuff on tape. He makes you wonder how good can he be? We want to bring you all into the film room and show you all. James, when I was watching the tape, I thought two things. C.J. Stroud, he does a great job of taking what is easy and making what is hard look easy. Now, this is difficult. You and I were talking about this off camera. Right now, you got Patrick Peterson at the top of the screen. And Pat P is saying, I pray that you throw this out. He's baiting him right now. He's a cover two corner. He's been to the Pro Bowl eight times. This man, Patrick Peterson, has. Patrick Peterson is a three-time All-Pro. He's saying, please throw the out route Mm -hmm. versus cover two. I'm going to steal it. What impresses you so much about this? What impresses me so much about this right here is the ball placement. This right here, I will play with C.J. Stroud all day, every day. This is protecting your receiver right here. He sees cover two. He knows if I lead him a little bit outside, he's going to take a shot. It could be a pick. My dude might even get hurt. So you know what? I'm going to throw this ball on his inside shoulder so he can square up and catch it and he's not going to take such a hard hit in this cover two. This is what's crazy to me. Y'all got to understand, if C.J. Stroud throws this ball just a little bit more outside, Mm. Patrick Peterson is taking it to the crib. To the house. This is advantage defense. So C.J. Stroud, he takes what is difficult and he makes it look easy. Now this, James, to me, is C.J. Stroud taking what's easy. Let's get to the next play. Because this is C.J. Stroud identifying like, wait a second, I got another advantage. This is a layup. Yeah. And this is special right here, too, right? Because this right here lets you know how advanced CJ is because they're calling these plays. Talk to me. This route right here is a choice route. He has four ways to go. He has a four-way option. What do you mean by that? He can cross his face and go that way. He can hezzy him and come back this way. He can push up the field and stop and ball be right on him. But he sees the two-shell, and his fourth option is I could take the middle of the field. And CJ sees the two-shell as well. Ball over the top, middle of the field to Dalton Schultz. Big-time play big time throw. So the first time we showed you yeah. C.J. Stroud taking what's easy, but he can make what is hard look easy. He can make the difficult plays. This was most impressive to me, because now you're going to see chaos. You're going to see bodies at C.J. Stroud's feet. The tight end, he misses the cut yes. black block. He's on the ground. The C- receiver that C.J. Stroud's going to throw it to, he is Cover. currently covered. Cover. So C.J. Stroud has chaos in his face. He's got a covered receiver, but James, as I'm watching it, Man. he just makes the throw. Man. This is, these are plays right here that as an organ organization when you sit in there and as a head coach offensive coordinator whatever when you turn the tape on and you see plays like this this is a franchise quarterback this is generational what I mean by that 
It's only a handful of quarterbacks making this throw right here. That's the Patties, the Josh Allens, the Aaron Rodgers, and that might be it in this National Football League. And we know now it's C.J. Stroud. Talk to me about, because what's most impressive as a defender, a quarterback, he wasn't set. Look at his feet when he makes this throw. Look specifically at, he's fading away, and he just flicks his wrist, and he throws his receiver open. Fading away, flicking the wrist. And we talked about this yesterday, right? Special quarterbacks throw your receiver open. It don't matter where the defender is. They put the ball in spots to only where they can get it. But this is feet not set, off-schedule plays, defensive end right in my face. I am throwing this with anticipation down the seam. I see my dude cover, but I know where I'm going with the ball. That's big time. Houston Texans should be excited. They got him they one. Good hand. CJ Stroud, he takes what is easy, but he can make what is difficult look easy. Incredibly oh, impressive by Stroud, and we will continue to watch as the Weeks go on, and truly, as C.J. Stroud, years go on in his career. Shady, you've been watching C.J. Stroud since he was at Ohio State. Obviously, you've been critical of Ohio State quarterbacks, but C.J. Stroud, he kind of eclipses that based upon his play. Several 300-yard games, multiple touchdown games, hasn't thrown an interception yet. What's impressed you most? I had to go back and check and make sure he went to Ohio State. (laughs) Washington won't take it. You don't see no good quarterbacks from Ohio State. You really don't. You're not wrong. Anyway, uh, C.J. Stroud, he's phenomenal. So even though he's a rookie, he's a rookie, yeah. and he doesn't get rattled easy. Most rookies, you can pressure him, right? You, you can try to give him a, a conservative offense so they won't get rattled. Mm-hmm. But when they start getting blitzed, they start getting pressured, they're getting third down, third and long, third and six, third and sevens, they get rattled. Watching him, he is so comfortable. He is so poised in that pocket. He knows where he wants to go with the ball. I wasn't too sure, you know, how he would do. Um, on that part. I think a lot of quarterbacks from college, especially the, the Ohio State's, the RPO game, you know, you, you got, you have the most talent on your team. You throw a little bubble screen to a wide receiver. Take you know, Chris Love is going to take it to the crib, yep. right? But watch him now, he could play on any team, Man. on any level. Man. And I would love him on my team, yeah. right, if I was a coach. No doubt. So I love everything he's doing. He's getting better, better, better. And I got to say, once again, man. I had to check his college to make sure he's from Ohio <laughs> State. Yeah, he Ohio State, man. I love his poise and anticipation. Yeah. And that's not something that you generally say about rookies. The way that he isn't getting Mm -hmm. shaken up in the pocket when the play falls apart like you just showed. And for him to place the ball there and to know and be on the same page with his receivers to make those decisions and to put the ball out before they're getting there. That's an NFL quarterback. That's Mm -hmm. the transition from college to the NFL that a lot of and even Ohio State quarterbacks struggle with. You have to throw people open. Mm -hmm. The ball has to be gone before the receiver is where they're supposed to be a lot of times. You have to know that. Put it there. Have the strength to put it there. Have the poise to stay there if a shot is coming in. And the fact that he hasn't turned the ball over yet. Huge. Yeah, that's big. As a rookie... They're kind of they're really quietly playing good football. Yes. We don't have any expectations for any of the teams that have rookie quarterbacks this year, as we really shouldn't, and we generally never do. But what he's doing and the poise that he has, that that the patience that he has, he looks like a pro. Uh, That's what you want to see from a rookie. Right. You don't get crazy with the with the numbers, which he's putting up. He's he's putting up. He's the sixth quarterback ever with 1,200 plus passing yards and no interceptions through week four. Manning, Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, Mahomes. That's good company to be in. That's great company. So <laughs> great, great company to be in. Hall of Fame company to be in. Not saying he's a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying. He's trending in the direction that is positive, that's showing you that he's a pro and he's the future. But I love it. I love seeing young quarterbacks step in and be able to show that they're that. That's why I like to see quarterbacks play right away, just saying. James. And he sees the whole field. Texans are. That's great vision. Texans are two and two. Yeah. Jags are two and two. Yeah. Titans are two and two. Mm. Colts are two and two. All of those teams are two and two in that AFC South. Somebody has to win it. Somebody got to take it. 
You think C.J. Stroud is playing at a level that is capable of them winning that division, even though the likes of Trevor Lawrence exist. They won last year. Ryan Tannehill's a 12-year vet. You think Stroud can maintain this? I don't know if it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. And the reason why I say that is because when we look at quarterback play and we talk about the great ones, it's all about making everybody around you better. Right. Right? We talked about Justin Fields having D.J. Moore and Darnell Mooney. Who the young fella throwing to, CJ? And no knock on his receivers, but he don't just got a bona fide number one receiver, right? His offensive line ain't just big time like that. This dude is making everybody around him better, and he has his team sitting at two and two. And that's a special quarterback. And the special thing about him is he sees the whole field, right? right? I, I didn't play Madden a lot, but I did play Madden back in the old school. And you remember when they put the quarterback vision on some of these quarterbacks? Yep. Peyton Manning could see the whole oh, thing. And, right. you know, uh, Brock Osweiler, he got a little that right little, side that little, that little vision Saying, that right, CJ goes. is seeing the whole field, and that's special quarterbacks. Like, not, not every quarterback, you can, you, you can sit there and say they saw, but not every quarterback sees the whole field. I remember playing with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron used to come back in the huddle and be like, throw the ball to the left, I'm on the right. He's like, you got jammed up. How you see that? You throwing the ball. <laughs> you throwing the ball to the right side, but to the left side. But he's seen everything. And when you watch CJ play, he's play, he's so in command of the offense and sees the whole field. I wouldn't be surprised if they sitting up there, man, to fight for this division when it's all said and done. Shady, six Ohio State quarterbacks, 63 touchdowns, 64 interceptions. CJ Stroud, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm. I'm happy you said that stat. Because people are like, oh, Shady's always hating. <laughs> I'm glad you gave him that stat. So not they know. Shady, not, not, shady, not Shady. It's hate, just not. showing what the numbers are. I like numbers. And I like my eyeballs. He's just doing his job, America. He's just doing his job. When we return, could former 49er Trey Lance actually help the Cowboys get a win on Sunday? He's going to be in there telling Mike McCarthy some of them Niner secrets. Uh, Yo. That's next on Speed. Wait, wait. He know the, he know the offense? <laughs> family get this as we are in our two-minute drill cowboys offensive coordinator brian schottenheimer is going to ask former quarterback trey lance for information <laughs> to prepare for sunday night's game cowboys versus oh, niners man. shady why are you shaking your head man you <laughs> the wrong person to be asking them questions when you start asking them questions you're going to lose already you lost right you don't know what's going on you want what's going on i can get some help help me out you think he know he, he don't know you see him play he don't know where to throw the ball <laughs> Bro, don't ask him no questions. <laughs> Formations, none of that. Joy, why are you laughing, man? Why He's going to do this. But also, like, what are you talking about? Y'all have a scouting department? Y'all watch, like, what what could Trey, what kind of information could Trey possibly give you? He could be, I remember when the Eagles cut me 2013, the Giants picked me up. Eagles played the Giants, I think week six. Sean Ryan, quarterback coach, called me into his office with Eli Manning, and we sat there and were like, yo, give us the signals. I was like, yo, this means Ram, we're running a blitz from the right. This means Lion, we're running a blitz from the left. This is Lightning, we oh, bring the safety. I can believe that. This is Thunder, we bring oh. the left safety. Oh, you snitching. I, what? what? Oh, you snitching. Oh, Eagles oh. cut me. They, yeah. they cut okay. me. Chip just left me out there to drive. Yeah, what time I me begging with, with it's, a, it's crazy you say that because the, Ra- like the Raiders did me like that. Dennis Allen brought me in the office. Man, what Aaron do? I said, can't help you. That's a real I said, real he do this right here and slam for us. It changed that thing to Sluggo. These DBs going to be looking at me like, <laughs> and they didn't toast it on Sam here. It ain't me. I can't help him. He don't know. Take it. That's good for us, man.